Are we rolling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll sound. I'll sound. Speed. All right, guys. All right, one take. All right, mark it. All right, action. Like film, that's what they all say. Great movies, it's the American way. I wish they had a show where they reviewed movies, which they do. It's called the Film and You Win Show. I like movies, big, big movies, big movies. It's floating pictures, it's so great. Hey, how's it going, everyone? It's filming you in for a special coming attractions edition. We're just going to talk about April 2019. I'm Max, and I'm with Juliet. Yes, you are. How's it going, Juliet? It's going great. Where has 2019 went? Man, I don't even know. It's already April. We're already, uh, it's kind of scary. Like, what are we, a quarter done with this year already? Yep. Taxes are due soon. Gotta start those. Well, instead of doing taxes, let's just watch some movies. Sounds great. Sounds good. So uh, we're going to do this uh, once a month for the rest of our lives. Forever. Um, Forever. Uh, We're going to always just kind of like just jump ahead and look at the movies that are coming out in April, uh, the ones that we're excited about. Uh, the ones that we think you, maybe you should be excited about. But, of course, uh, for future reference, if you guys have movies that you want us to talk about uh, that are coming up in future months, please uh, just tweet at us. Yeah. Send us messages. At us. Uh, at us. Uh, we're the Filming You In podcast on Twitter. Is that oh, correct? we're Filming You In. Filming You In. So find us on Twitter and uh, send out those messages. Of course, uh, we hope you're excited for April. Uh, there's some good movies coming out. Yeah. And I'm really excited to talk about them with you. Yeah. So let's just get right into it. Uh, let's just talk about the coming attractions, April 2019 edition. It's time for All right, here it is, the coming attractions, April 2019 edition. We Kick are us off. breaking down some films. Um, this is airing. There's a couple that are already like coming out. So, I mean, you should go see them. So. <laughs> well, let's kick us off. What is, what's the first movie? Okay, so the first one is a movie called Shazam. Shazam. Uh, that, that's coming out uh, this weekend, April Now, wait 5th. a minute. I heard that Sinbad was in a movie called Shazam. No, I have not heard of that. So Sinbad was one of these like internet hoaxes, the Sinbad Shazam. And it's really because people keep thinking about the Shaq Kazam because they remember Sinbad being in a genie costume as the cover. So we've seen Shaq is the genie Kazam. We know Mm -hmm. about that. Was there anything that's close to that with Sinbad, though? Nothing. It was just this, like, thing that people remember from their childhoods that's not real. Gotcha. So it was just a hoax. It's not a real film. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Well, so should we talk about the actual one that's a film that's coming out this weekend? Let's do it. You know me. I love Sinbad trivia. So so the movie that is coming out called Shazam Mm -hmm. that I'm sure people have heard of. There's about eight trailers that have been cycling for a whole year leading up to this movie. It's it's another uh, fun comic book adaptation. Uh, This is the story of a 14-year-old foster kid, um, Billy Baston, receives some magical superpowers and his powers are unleashed when he screams the word Shazam. It looks really fun. It's kind yeah. of uh, looking at an adult superhero played by a 14-year-old it's like, boy. It's big, but his version of being big is also wearing tights. So it's kind of like has that fun, childlike mystique of Tom Hanks in Big, but as a superhero, if Josh Baskin had to be a superhero. 
it's kind of it's got all those moments like they're buying beer, mm-hmm. um, discovering the powers. Um, you know, it's just it's an it, origin story. So Shazam stars uh, Zach Levy as the older uh, as the Shazam superhero. Yeah, he's um, from uh, Chuck. From Chuck, yeah, that uh, show about a hacker. Wasn't also, he also um, in Tangled? Wasn't he the singing voice or the voice of the prince in that? Um, Not prince, but whatever. <laughs> Rapunzel's boyfriend is. Uh, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> um, also, it stars uh, Jack Dylan Grazer, mm-hmm. uh, who's been in some stuff, and Asher Angel is the young Billy Bastin, so Got the fourteen-year-old version. Interesting. His name is Bastin, and Tom Hanks's character was Baskin and Big. Well, for all we know, maybe Big borrowed that from this comic book, maybe with like the idea, and it was like kind that of makes a similar sense. character. Maybe. That makes sense because I guess the comic book was first. Yeah, and I'm not really like big on this comic book, but mm-hmm. as far as a film, uh, it looks like it's going to be very entertaining. Yeah. It's what I call a very fun popcorn film. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I think it's going to be very exciting. This is coming out this weekend. Yeah. Um, also notably, it stars Mark Strong. He's going to be the villain. Cool. Um, Mark Strong was like, you know, the villain in uh, Kick-Ass in the, the first one. Uh, he's kind of always kind of plays that. I don't think Mark Strong ever plays like a good person. Yeah, he's I want. I always want kind that. Of plays like, an evil person. I would like if I were an actor. I want to just like be a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's your goal. It's probably more fun to be a bad person. Um, the director also David F. Sandberg. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of new. I, I've never really kind of heard of directing. It looks like he's kind of done um, a couple of horror films. Nice. Which is interesting. He did uh, Annabelle Creation, which I've oh. not seen, and Lights Out, another horror oh, film okay. I never saw. Hmm. So it, it's interesting. It seems like he does more horror films, but this definitely doesn't seem like a horror film. This seems right. kind of like more of a adventure. Yeah, it's an action comedy. Action comedy. There you go. Yeah. It's definitely an action comedy. So Well, I hope it's good. The trailer looks funny. Yeah, the trailer looks funny. The eight trailers that I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hope we didn't only see all the funny parts and the rest of it is boring. But sometimes that happens. I think this is going to be very highly, like, it's going to be very entertaining. Okay. And there's going to be a lot of buzz when this movie comes out. But mm-hmm. it also, just because we're in in so deep with so many comic book origin, we have another one that we're going to talk about later on this list. Uh-huh. Um, it's interesting maybe um, how Shazam does, you know. In the following years, uh-huh. um, if the buzz is like, that was a really exciting, fun movie, or if it's just kind of like something that we're going to really enjoy, right? but then kind of just move past. Or maybe there will be like 8,000 Shazams uh, made in the future. So, Right. But you're excited to see it. I'm yeah. excited to see it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, hopefully everyone else out there enjoys it. Yeah. Because it looks like we're going to watch a fun film that uh, I don't know anything about the Shazam origins, so... Looks like it's going to be a good time. Well, let's look at something that's going to be a bad time, at least for one family. <laughs> uh, there is a remake coming out as well this weekend, April mm-hmm. 5th. Uh, it's Pet Cemetery. Yeah. So this is a remake. Um, kind of feels like maybe a reboot or a reimagination. Yeah, there's, um, there's some similarities, but you can also see that there's going to be... A few surprises. Yes. Unexpected things. Some things that are a little different from the classic. So, yeah, Pet Cemetery. the original came out in 1989. That was an adaptation off of Stephen King's novel. Um, it's it's kind of a dated film, but um, I always really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, the still original Pet up. Cemetery. I think it still holds up. I still kind of end up watching that. I'd say it's fair to say annually. Mm-hmm. 
I've seen that a good like maybe once every year, maybe once every two years. Um, it's funny when you watch it now. There's just a lot of kind of flaws that you kind of notice yeah. throughout the movie, but you know it. Um, it was a it was an interesting film that just kind of creeped you out. Yeah. Um, of course, the story is just uh, a family moves to um, like country a con- home. country home. Uh, the dad's a doctor that got a new job at like the local like high school or community college. Mm-hmm. And across the street is uh, the old timer, their neighbor, uh, Judd. Ah, uh, yeah. Sometimes dad's better. Yeah. I don't know about that, Rod. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't look like John Lithgow in this remake is going to be as creepy. He's as not going to be the caricature of this man. John Lithgow is playing John Lithgow being creepy. Right. John Lithgow is a gem and I will see anything that he is in. John Lithgow seems like he's playing more like the, the dad in um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Sure. You know? <laughs> so... The concept is still there. There's yeah, it seems like the concept's there. Um, a cemetery for pets. Of course, the dad's played by Jason Clark. Yeah. Um, who's actually in one of the Planet of the Apes movies. That's kind of funny. Yeah. So him and John Lithgow have a Planet of the Apes connection. That's cool. This is interesting because it seems like they are telling the story for the most part of the original Pet Cemetery, yeah. but it seems like... Looks like multiple kids come back from the dead and they're yeah, wearing well, animal it, masks. Well, it actually looks like... The kids do a ceremony. So I didn't know that those kids look necessarily dead because we don't see their faces because they're in the masks. So it kind of looks like the kids are involved in like a ceremony when a pet dies that they all band together to do the burial there. I mean, it's definitely one of those things where I don't think you have to see the first one to appreciate the new one. And I don't think you necessarily have to know anything about it to appreciate it and vice versa. You don't have to not know anything about the first one to appreciate this new one because it looks like it's different enough. It looks like there's even more jump scares because I guess we're hard up for those now. Um, And it just looks like it's going to get a little bit creepier because back in the, what was it, the 80s when this was originally made, they didn't have the technology that we have now. So hopefully... The technology will be used for good, and it will be cooler and scarier and not just cartoonish. But we'll see, because we're going to see it. Yeah, the film came out in 89. Um, I think some of that technology wasn't even completely there. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes it's like, I don't mind that. I mean, I don't want, like, just, you know, it's the technology that was provided. But but I don't want to, yeah, go the CGI route. And I'm a little skeptical, too, because it just feels, you know, we had the remake of It coming out again. Mm -hmm. Uh, They already had the first part, and there's going to be a second part. So it's kind of just remaking horror films instead of coming up with their own horror films. Right. Of course, this is, like, more like remaking... um, Stephen King's work. Yes. I don't like think a new that generation, I guess. Yeah. I don't think that they're necessarily remaking the movie. Now they'll still use a lot of tropes from the movie because that's how the original movie was based off of the same exact book. Um, but I think that this one might ring more true to the Stephen King novel. Yeah. I just think sometimes we're walking a fine line where it's really not about coming up with new material. It's just remaking old material. And, you know, it is Stephen King's book, like we said, but at the same time, it's like, and now we're making a Pet Cemetery movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like we're going to just keep remaking movies that people remember from their past. It's kind of like that nostalgic culture. Right. But I think this movie is going to be fun. I'm not sure if, I, I, I mean, I think I'll see it in theaters. I'll definitely mm-hmm. see it. I will see this movie. Yeah. Stephen King was the priest or preacher at the funeral in the first one do you think that he will appear again in this one i'm not sure um that'd be great yeah he's in his 70s 
Stephen King does kind of make appearances in a lot of his uh, yeah. movies, but I don't know if that's like kind of past now because it's kind of like this new generation. Right. Be interesting. Uh, Stephen King, if you're listening right now, do you well, want to I'm come sure on the show? <laughs> do yeah. Tell us your opinion about Pet Cemetery. Yeah, we'll talk about Pet Cemetery. We'll do a film focus on Pet Cemetery if you'll come on as a guest star. Only if Stephen King comes on. Yeah, I'm not going to do it without him. Pet Cemetery definitely notable to bring up that that is coming out, and that comes out this weekend, April 5th. Nice. Nice. Let's talk about one more movie that's coming out this weekend that maybe some of you haven't heard about, but we've watched the trailer a few times now, and I think we're both kind of excited for it. I'm talking about the movie called The Public. Oh, yeah. Um, comes out this weekend, like we said. April 5th is uh, the wide release date. Yeah. Uh, Emilio Estevez uh, will star in this movie, and he's also the director. Does he ice skate? Um, does not ice skate, okay. and he's not reprising his role as Coach Mambe. Yeah. He is just playing a different character. Hopefully <laughs> named Gordon still, though. That's a great name for Emilio Hopefully. Estevez. Um, this is a, a story, kind of looks like kind of an offbeat, weird, dark comedy about um, a public library becomes like a sanctuary for a homeless population during yeah. a very cold winter. Right. And the homeless people refuse to leave. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes kind of a hostage situation. Right. It's also got Christian Slater in it as well. Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Uh, we mentioned Emilio Estevez. Obviously, he's the he runs the library, mm-hmm. and then also has Jenna Malone as one of his. It's kind of a blast from the past name. You know, you see libraries, you forget that they even exist. There's one up the street from me. You forget it exists, but it does become kind of a sanctuary for a lot of homeless, especially in major cities, because you invite everyone in. You can absolutely come in, use our bathrooms. It's fine. Right. Yeah, and it, it's kind of like a running joke, too, because, I mean, it makes sense it's a public library. So right. I know from growing up, it was not uncommon to see, like, a homeless population hang outside the library, wait mm-hmm. for it to open, to just hang in there. So I feel like this kind of evolved from some kind of joke yeah, of, like, what if homeless real, people just refuse to leave story. the library yeah. when it closes? Yeah. I'm really excited about this movie. Mm-hmm. It, I'm, I'm excited just to know that Emilio Estevez is still around and kicking. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote and directed this movie. Uh, looks like a pretty decent cast. This is actually Emilio Estevez's first appearance since The Way. So it's been nine years since he's been in a movie. We've been lacking Emilio Estevez for nine years. That's why I watch Mighty Ducks 1, 2, and 3 over and over, over again. Over and over. Um, and I, I assume eventually we're also going to be like going into a lane where Maximum Overdrive is redone as well. Another <laughs> Stephen King book mm-hmm. adaptation. And well, God hopefully forbid we made anything new. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then eventually we're going to have a reboot of The Public coming out soon, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that. <laughs> well, hopefully The Public stands out as a movie that you can now watch over and over and over. Thank God. I wonder how it's going to do at the box office. I, I feel like not a lot of people have really heard about this movie. Right. And it's maybe get some buzz while it's out there. Or this might be kind of more of a revive when it hits the Netflix um, yeah, I could Prime definitely see this Voodoo on Amazon World. Prime for sure. Yeah. Like us watching this on a Thursday night. I definitely feel that movie in in that kind of sense. Most people will probably watch it when it's online. Yeah, this movie I think is amazing on theory. Um, but the execution, we'll just have to see. We'll have mm-hmm. to see it for ourselves. Because this could be kind of a flop where it's like, meh. Or like, man, that was actually pretty I mean, it's coming out at a time when there's a lot of movies coming out. Like when April hits, that's when all the movies start. If you want to get seen as a smaller movie, you probably want to come out before March. Um, But I mean, we'll see how it does. But I do think it's going to have more legs once it's online. 
I'm happy to see any Brat Packer come back and do a good movie. Check it out. It seems yeah. interesting enough that it's worth checking out, and it seems uh, more original and kind of a different pace of story. Yeah. Finally, too. You're just... gonna watch a lot of superhero movies, a lot of scary movies this month. Just jump into a a little like heartwarming emotional story. Yes. Uh, and that once again, that's the public comes out this weekend, April fifth. Our next film comes out uh, next weekend, April twelfth, and it is. The comic book character Hellboy. Yeah. It's called Hellboy. Now, this is different than the two installments that Guillermo del Toro presented for us that starred Ron Perlman, uh, most notably from Sons of Anarchy, as Hellboy. This is kind of a reboot. Mm-hmm. Um, and this stars David Harbour, uh, known as the, the deputy, the sheriff from Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because with Hellboy, the, the first two movies, those are very kind of like visually very interesting and a lot of like there was a lot of fans that came from those films but for me like hellboy was fun but not a really rewatchable uh series for me Mm -hmm. it's interesting the timing i didn't look too much into this but uh just rebooting hellboy it's almost kind of brings the question of like should some studios just say no when it comes to just rebooting things for the sake of rebooting things right because this is a reboot you have to like do a double take of Oh, is this Hellboy 3? Oh, no, that's not Ron Perlman. I mean, I have a confession. I've never seen the Hellboys that have already existed. So I'll go into this with fresh eyes um, and just see what I think. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. So you are you interested to see this Hellboy? I mean, I'd see it if it was like, eh, what are we doing? Well, we've seen all the other movies that are out. Like, I'd see okay. Hellboy, uh, but... I'll probably more likely see it at home if we just don't get a chance to go to the theater because there's too much going on. Gotcha. It's not like I got to see this movie. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, I'm intrigued to watch it, but mm-hmm. it's not uh, screaming on my list. But I think it's notable yeah. for us to bring up on this podcast because they are rebooting Hellboy. Yeah. And I think like if enough people say, oh, no, it's great. You've got to see it. Go see it in theaters. Yeah. We'll make an effort. But as of right now, after seeing the trailer, I'm not making a huge effort. I have a suspicion that this is going to flop. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like no one was screaming for another Hellboy movie besides right. like the hardcore fans. So, I right. mean, th- they'll probably definitely enjoy this. But mm-hmm. it's once again, like I said, it's it's a question of are some things worth rebooting or just letting right. live? And it's just kind of, oh, here's another Hellboy. Mm-hmm. David Harbour did just get announced today or yesterday that he's going to be in Black Widow, the new Black Widow movie with Scarlett Johansson that's coming out. Okay, that's great. Um, I mean, I like him as an actor. I definitely, yeah. it's just Hellboy itself, It's it doesn't scream to me of gotta see it. Right. I mean, he's done superhero stuff before. He did Suicide Squad, didn't do so well. And um, Oh, I forgot he was in yeah, Suicide Squad. He was in like Green Hornet too. Gotcha. So he's, he doesn't have a, a, a great track record with superhero movies. No, no. So, they haven't done that well. So yeah, so maybe we'll see. Hellboy will maybe Stranger serve. Things helped. <laughs> And also, once again, this is another director. Uh, director is directed by Neil Marshall, and most notably, he's directed episodes for TV shows, but shows that we've enjoyed. Uh, he did the Lost, in, he a couple episodes for the Lost in Space reboot, mm-hmm. but also he did an episode for Westworld and a couple episodes for Game of Thrones. Okay. So this is kind of, uh, I think it's going to be very interesting, but I'm not sure if I'm going to see this opening night. Yeah. But Hellboy coming out April twelfth. To a theater near you and enjoy the David Harbour version. This is not the Ron Perlman version. Yeah. 
So let's talk about a movie that is coming out um, the same weekend, April 12th. It's called Little. <laughs> Basically looks like kind of a, 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 a female twist on the movie Big. And yeah. also a twist where we see a character... Um, Basically, a cutthroat businesswoman during kind of like when pressure is high in her adult life, Mm -hmm. um, cross paths with a little girl and she curses her and says, I I wish you were little. Right. So it seems like reverse big. Yeah. Um, Instead of where, of course, big is a little boy that becomes an adult, but he's still a little boy. A little 13 going on 30, you know, (laughs) was the little girl that wished to be a high, high level businesswoman in her 30s. So it's a reverse on that, too. Yes, it's a reverse on that because this is kind of one of the first films I can think of where it's um, a little kid is actually an adult. I mean, I think there's probably a Freaky Friday. I mean, Friday. Freaky Friday yes, has always but... been, but there's not, there, there isn't anyone she's switching with that we know of right now. We might find out later there's something, a twist. The plot is that she's transformed into her younger self. Yes. So she's transformed into what she looked like as a kid. Right. <laughs> it made me think of also Bruce Willis, the movie uh, Disney's The Kid. <laughs> where he's an adult that goes back to hang out with his younger self. Did it also make you think of Seventeen again? That movie with Matthew Perry and Zac Efron. Oh yeah, where there you go. He that... becomes his younger self. <laughs> yes. Okay. Gotcha. So this is like Seventeen again, <laughs> but except this one's more like Ten again. Right. Yeah. Directed by Tina Gordon, who once again I haven't really recognized any of her work, but most notably she was the screenwriter. She wrote Drumline. Got it. Um. Yeah. Regina Hall. Um, is our older main character. Um, and then Marseille Martin plays the younger self. Yes. Seems like it's going to be just kind of a lot of uh, punchline jokes of yeah. the fact that she's an older woman as a younger kid. Yeah. Um, trying to drive a car, mm-hmm. hitting on a adult male. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, played by Justin Hartley, who um, I found out looking at this, the, the cast list, it doesn't look like he has a name. His name is Hot Teacher. So he's featured heavily in the trailer, but never gets a name. I think it's funny because this is a concept that's always feels fresh, but we just pointed out that there's all these different kind of, of versions course. of an older person becomes a younger mm-hmm. person, a younger person becomes an older person. I think what's interesting about this is we tend to see more younger persons turn it into an older person because... The lead is like a Jennifer Gardner or, right. um, you know, Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's interesting because Regina Hall is definitely a notable actress, but it seems like she's not going to be in the movie as much because it's all about becoming the younger kid right. during most of this. Right. And Marce Martin is from the show Blackish. So people really love that. I haven't watched that show, but people love that show. And okay, so gotcha. She's she's well known, little actress. Um, and uh, Issa Rae from Insecure is the lead who plays against this young girl because she's the assistant. Of course, the assistant that lives in a gigantic apartment because that's how real estate works. That's how assistant salaries usually work. Be an assistant, kids. I think this movie is actually going to do really well at yeah. the box office. Um, not We're probably not going to see it probably in not the theater, see it in the but theaters, I'm totally going to watch it at home like when you're on a job somewhere. I'll, well, no, I'll watch <laughs> it with you. How about we just watch it separate when we're on? I want to watch somewhere? it separately. I don't. I don't want you to be with me when I watch this. Okay, cool. Can I just watch you watching it? You can. Uh, you can't. Look I'll stand at the TV from afar. Uh, once again, that movie is called Little, and it comes mm-hmm. out April twelfth. And if you enjoy movies about adult people becoming little, little yeah. kids, uh, this is right up your alley because this is exactly what <laughs> this it is. is. Exactly what it is. Our last movie that's coming out April twelfth 
is a movie called High Life. Mm. Now, this is not about the popular champagne of beers. Right. This is a very different movie. Disappointed when I found movie. that out. <laughs> I thought it was just going to be a bunch of people drinking High Life. Yeah, I thought it was like my high school boyfriend's dad. This is a movie that kind of looks, it's a, a, a sci-fi thriller directed mm-hmm. by Claire Dennis. A, a sexy sci-fi thriller. Sexy sci-fi thriller. So um, it's a story basically that takes place beyond um, our solar system. It's a future that kind of seems like our present, but it's about a group of criminals who accept a mission in space to become subjects of a human uh, reproduction experiment. Mm-hmm. And things go wrong when they get in a storm. Yeah. When they hit a storm, basically. I so mean, quite it's like frankly, kind of a survival film. They're isolated. There's babies. There's babies. Uh, it stars Robert Pattison, who we all know from the Twilight series. Of course. But also notably, he's kind of resurrected his career because a few years back, he starred in a movie called Good Time. Right. Which um, he was actually really good in. Mm-hmm. And that movie uh, is kind of becoming a cult classic. Yeah. He's not a bad actor. He just... Made some really bad acting choices. Yeah, I mean, for, not I for his wallet. It but was really for... Twilight wasn't written well as a book or as a movie. I don't know how anyone could have acted well in that movie. So I feel like if he hadn't have taken that role, he probably would have become a more notable indie film actor instead of this mainstream guy he became. Well, I don't think he's quite a mainstream guy as far as the roles he's getting yet. Like, or maybe it's well because he, he can't because he can't get those good. I think he's um I think he's a mainstream guy but he doesn't seem to be in yet the mainstream movies right. since Twilight. Um but I think he looks really good in this movie and like I said he was good in good time. Mm-hmm. So I think this might be a movie that pushes yeah. him into that um If I was in space I'd be trying to get pregnant by Robert Pattinson too. You're such a Bella. <laughs> if you like sci-fi thrillers, um movies that take place in deep space like astronauts, I think mm-hmm. this movie's Have right some up your sexy alley. Scenes. And it looks like it's shot really well. Mm-hmm. It seems very dark in tone. And I think this is the trailer is really interesting because it kind of makes it seem kind of like fantasy like. And then it, it kind of shows that this movie is going to get pretty intense. Yeah. Um, and I think it looks really great. So yeah. I'm, I'm pretty excited for High Life, even though it's not a movie about the champagne of beers. Right. And Juliette Binoche is in it as well. Which is like a really fun name to say. Juliette Binoche. All right. Two more films to go. Let's talk about the most anticipated movie this year. It's, of course, it's a documentary called Penguins. <laughs> Penguins comes out April 19th. It's narrated by Ed Helms. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the most notable star attached to this. It's the story of Steve, a penguin, on a quest to find a life partner and start a family. And it's showcased while he goes through his struggles while living in the icy Antarctica. Yeah. I am all about documentaries being made this way. Uh, taking the beautiful scenery and taking some lessons and turning them into kind of a narrative like this. The trailer, I'm all about the trailer, if that's how the movie is going to continue. I didn't see Chimpanzee or Bears that Disney Nature also did, but I'm very much behind this, especially for kids to kind of learn. And it's not that boring documentary that you used to see in class when the teacher was hungover. Like, if my hungover (laughs) teacher is going to play this, I am all in. Yeah, and it's also got, like, you, you mentioned those films, but it's also got, like, a producer, director that's been attached to episodes of, you know, Planet Earth, yeah. the Blue Planet. So you know that this is going to be shot. Um, yeah, the trailer looks gorgeous. It's going to be so amazing because we're 
not only are we doing a documentary about the life of penguins living in the Antarctic, but mm-hmm. they've kind of we, made it into this fun little narrative about this yeah. penguin, the following this specific penguin named Steve. Yeah. So I think this is going to be really fun. This is going to be for all ages. Uh, looks like it's like if you like nature documentaries, mm-hmm. but also like when it's like with a twist where they're actually going to make one of the penguins they're following a protagonist named Steve. It's a great idea. Like, like it's, it's something a, it's a really that fun idea. Yeah. it would be cool if they kind of picked a bunch of different animals, especially endangered species, and did something that, like this. Because when movies like this come out, kids become so attached to those kind of animals. They want to learn more about them. They want to enjoy them because it makes them think about movies like Free Willy. I was a kid watching Free Willy, became obsessed with killer whales. And that's what I wanted for Christmas that year was for people to adopt whales for me. And so the Wildlife Federation was getting donations from family members because I wanted a whale. Like, that's something that there's, I'm not the only kid that does weird stuff like that. There's other kids that are going to see these penguins and be like, I want to work with penguins someday. And they're going to pour themselves into that. And I think that's cool. And they should make more movies like this where they're following a group of endangered animals and then just focus on the narrative of one. Yeah, and I think you're onto something as well. Uh, There's a very endearing Free Willy story, by the way. Thank you. Um, but I think you brought up something um, that's very interesting, where there's movies like Happy Feet that mm-hmm. show penguins and a story about penguins, while also showcasing like Antarctica and like yeah. their living situations. But it's animated; it kind of right. feels like a fantasy. Whereas I think this would be great for kids because they'll give like the the main penguin that they're following like an actual name, so kids can identify with the character of this penguin, while also showcasing like some real world nature activity Mm -hmm. so i think this is like going to be fun for all ages yeah and i'm really excited about it and i think this is definitely a movie showing the anarcha landscape yeah it's going to be shot beautifully see it in your imax it's going to be great Mm -hmm. so that's again uh the the movie's called penguins and it comes out april 19th and if you like penguins go see it for sure too yeah if you like danny devito as the penguin in batman returns probably not your film right all right, our last film that we're going to discuss is uh, it's it's a small indie film. Okay, um, it's coming out April twenty sixth. It's called Avengers Endgame. Huh. So this is a small indie shot on a five thousand yeah. dollar budget. Is it is is it a sequel to something? <laughs> I I am not familiar with the story. Oh, I'm sorry, I misread it. Okay, sorry. Uh, no, it's Avengers Endgame. So it <laughs> it of course is. Part of the Marvel Cinema Universe, this is the one that everyone's been waiting for ever since we saw The Last Avengers last summer. Three hours long. It's going to be three hours long. And, of course, this is going to be the thrilling um, part two of Avengers Infinity War. Um, It's got all the greats. Of course, at this point, if you don't know what happened at the the end of Avengers Infinity War, we saw... Get on Netflix. Get on Netflix (laughs) right now, but we're going to spoil it because, sorry, almost a year has passed now. Uh, Thanos, of course, snapped his fingers and half of the Avengers disintegrated. That's the power that I disappear. want. Oh, you like that? I, it's a power <laughs> I want to I'd, snap people away. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be long gone, everybody. <laughs> so, of course, now we're going to see the remaining Avengers that have been left to live mm-hmm. that um, will have to rise above the ashes of their fallen other Avengers. Yeah. And we'll try see to them get team them up together back? and try to get them back and avenge them right. <laughs> against Thanos. Right. And what we know is, too, like there is certain characters like Hawkeye, Ant-Man, uh, of course, Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. But we know where Captain Marvel was, I guess, um, because we just saw the reason. Just waiting for that call. Just relocating some uh, <laughs> some people in another solar system. So they're going to add to the mix. So we'll kind of see them band together. Of course, all the originals um, from the first Avengers film 
we're left remaining at the end of the film. So we have Black Widow, mm-hmm. Thor, Hulk, Captain America, and Iron Man. And uh, we also have Rocket Raccoon that right. l- l- survives. So we're going to see them kind of band together to try to avenge the fallen. Right. And we'll, this will be the thrilling conclusion of so many of these MCU yeah. universe films. Right. We're like 20 films deep now. So yeah. this is... And there's um, more coming. So it's not like, like don't worry, this isn't the end of superhero movies because <laughs> yeah. we've got Black Widow that we talked about before. Spider-Man Far From Home is coming. Yeah, but... there will be eventually a Black Panther movie, which is interesting because uh, yeah. he disintegrated. Spoiler. <laughs> it's not a spoiler <laughs> anymore. But... One thing to note, though, that this could be kind of the end for certain heroes. Yes. We know that, I almost said we know that Tony Stark's contract. We know that Robert Downey (laughs) Jr.'s contract has been up. We know that Chris Evans' contract is up. And he cried multiple times watching the screener for this movie. So it's, it's... it's not that much of a spoiler for people to know that this could be the end for... Um, it's the end game. Yeah, but for the top heroes that we have like learned to love over these past 20 years, or maybe you hate them, I don't know. But Pepper's back. Pepper's back, even though <laughs> Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow announced that she's done making the movies, though. Mm-hmm. So by Pepper, I guess. And apparently done watching movies, too. Yeah. She doesn't like voting for the Oscars. Well, she doesn't like... She likes voting. She, she doesn't voting, watch the movies. She's not watching the movies. She's Anyways, Avengers Endgame, I think this is, for me, one of the most anticipated movies this year coming out. It's coming yeah. out at the end of April. Um, Infinity War was so much exciting because yeah. it was... We've watched so many superhero movies up to this point where we're not really in suspense of will Captain America figure this out in the end? Will Thor, you know, like lose in the end? You know, we always kind of know that these heroes are going to succeed in their own quests throughout their films. But Infinity War kind of introduced the fact that like no one's safe, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of keeps you on that, especially how the ending went. It keeps you on the edge of your seat of... Is this the last scene with Captain America? Right. Is the last scene with Iron Man? It's sort of like watching like Game of Thrones or Walking Dead. You never you know, know. You never know what's going to happen. But we so kind of know. There's been multiple trailers being released. We've been being teased by this. Tickets have already sold out as yeah. of like 7 a.m. Yeah. Tickets went on sale like a few days ago. There's, there's 7 a.m. screenings of this movie that uh, are sold out. I looked at some of our theaters. Yeah, there's like... Um, I'm not seeing a movie at 7 o'clock in the morning. Especially a three-hour movie. Way to showcase you don't have work today by showing up on a Monday <laughs> at 7 a.m. to a sold-out theater of like, oh, you guys don't have work either? Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Let's waste $12. Um, but I think it's safe to say Avengers Endgame, it's, it's the most anticipated movie of this year, well. of definitely this month. Do you think this is going to be the highest grossing movie ever? I think it very well could be, uh, just looking at how it's selling out and people are freaking out over this. You kind of have to see it in a theater, it seems. And it's in good company because also like it, it throughout the top 10 worldwide grosses of all time, um, Infinity War finished number four, uh, Avengers, um, the very first Avengers was comes in number six, mm-hmm. Age of Ultron was number eight, Black Panther was nine. Yeah. Um, and honestly, after, number one's Avatar. So yeah. I, I think it's going to beat Avatar. Yeah. And after, you know, Black Panther becoming a, such a huge part of the Oscars, it's starting, we're starting to recognize these superhero movies as best pictures. And I think that that opens up to a lot of people that were a little bit snobby when it came to these kind of movies that said, you know, superhero movies, I don't count them on my list of movies, but now it's like, crap, I have to watch it so I can be the guy that's seen all of the 
the movies. And it's interesting coming from a person like myself where uh, when these movies were happening, I was kind of like, I'm over superhero movies. And then mm-hmm. something clicked with me the last couple years where spanning over 19, 20 plus years of this universe mm-hmm. and the stories kind of keep evolving and more people keep getting connected in each other storyline. It's been a very interesting and fun ride and a very like, you know, they accomplished a lot to yeah. kind of give life to these characters for so many years. Mm-hmm. And Endgame is just kind of marking that part where, you know, they're going to approach to avenge the fallen Avengers against Thanos. And there's potential that we could be bringing our superheroes back, but potentially like the ones that we've known for so many years will have to kind of take their place. And this could be their last film. Mm-hmm. And I think for sure it's going to be Iron Man and. Captain America's last film. So (laughs) it's been a wild ride. And I think this movie is just going to be, I don't know. The question isn't, am I going to see it? The question is, how many times am I going to see it in theaters? Because I think this movie I got to see in IMAX. Yeah. And 3D, 2D, 1D, 5D. You're going to see it with One Direction? (laughs) I'm going to see it with One Direction. That's what One Direction is. They're going to act out all of the parts. I hope so. (laughs) So Avengers Endgame, if you haven't heard of it yet, check out a trailer. But I also just kind of question how you cannot hear about this movie. <laughs> I'm a so. little concerned for you. Avengers Endgame. Tickets are already sold out forever. <laughs> uh, so good luck. Uh, but it comes out April 26th. Yeah. So make sure you go check it out. And we'll see what happens against the battle against Thanos. And I'm excited. I'm mm-hmm. pumped. Bring it on. Thank you for listening. This was uh, our coming attractions edition, April yeah. 2019. We'll, of course, do this. Um, towards the end of April for the movies that we want to highlight that are coming out in May. And mm-hmm. then and then so we'll keep doing this every single month. That's how it works. And also make sure you just keep listening and subscribing and liking all of our other podcasts we have out there. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Like film, that's what they all say. Great movies, it's the American way. I wish they had a show where they reviewed movies, which they do. It's called the Film in You Win Show. Join us, everybody, for the Filming You Win show. Let's get some lunch.